0: Hello and welcome back to so Rare Grind. this is episode 27. Before we dive into this week's podcast, i uh, got to give a bit of a plug to our Patreon um, site, I guess you'd call it, Patreon link, uh, so you can support us and get access to some great uh, stuff that we put out weekly on patreon.com slash soregrind that is patreon.com slash regrind. uh there'll be a link to that in the uh in the bio below my name is joel my manager name is afra kiwi uh and we've got a special episode for you today i'm uh, rejoined again by sam uh, manager name doge sports sam good to have you on the podcast again popular demand
1: hey joel how's it going
0: good yeah doing good Looking forward to uh, what should be a really fascinating World Cup with um, plenty of drama, I'm sure, as uh, as per every other World Cup. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, this is the the World Cup uh, special edition podcast, I guess.
0: Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's going to be a really fascinating tournament. I can't wait to see um, all the teams, which are going to be announced, I think, in about a week. From today, race the preliminary squads are, um, and to see actually who makes the cut because there's going to be, I'm sure, some big name omissions from teams that will be, uh, you know, disagreed with and debated um, forever. But um, only uh, 26 can ultimately make each squad, so uh, it's going to be fascinating to see who turns up for the World Cup, and like who actually turns up, turns up, by like, who plays play, actually plays well in the World Cup. But um, we've been uh, doing our homework a bit about the World Cup, um, Sam. And uh, you're, uh, you're going to be giving us a, a nice detailed intro to, uh, to the World Cup 2022. Yeah,
1: we're well, just having a look and um, we've got some interesting facts for you guys. I just want to share them with you. So the first one is like, this is going to be the first ever Winter World Cup, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, traditionally, it's a like, you know, Europe summer tournament. Um, mm. So that's that's an interesting fact. Um, the second one is, it's the most expensive World Cup. Interesting. So like Qatar have spent up to two two hundred billion dollars apparently preparing for this World Cup. It's crazy. Um, and they've yeah eight billion they've spent on building eight new stadiums. So I believe they have wow. one stadium and they only had one stadium. So yeah, they are they built they just built eight more. Why not? Um The biggest one has 80,000 capacity, and then there's a 60 and a 40 and so on. Um, if you actually look at the pictures of some of these stadiums, they are incredible um they've really done <laughs> they've really worked hard to get these stadiums built and they' looking they look incredible um there was a few um wow. workplace health and safety issues you probably saw in mm. the news where they're sort of working people too hard, but I mean the the output Has been insane. um, If you look at the results, so I think people are going to be amazed when they actually uh, look at the stadiums and tune in. Some great designs. Um, And then the last one is last fact I have is there's no alcohol allowed in the stadiums. True. Which is again interesting. Um, But however, they've set. Apparently, they're setting up like alcohol-friendly zones, like across the across the country, like outside the stadiums. So fans will be able to go into these like, alcohol zones and like get boozed up and then get into the stadium after that, I guess.
0: I'm sure that'll be popular with uh, all of uh, Group B, England, well, maybe not <laughs> Maybe not Iran, but England, USA and Wales, I'm sure will uh, their fans will be getting amongst
2: that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying they're all alcoholics, but there might be a few there. Um, that might, I don't know how that would affect the crowd. Um, Mm. It would affect the noise levels or maybe it probably reduced the amount of I don't know violence and stuff oh, for that sure happens, but, yeah um alcohol friendly zones across the country sounds a bit weird there. these like hot it's like a wi-fi hotspot. Mm-hmm. and you go yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> come have your wi-fi and a beer at the same time
1: yeah you can just google it where's the alcohol zone or something
0: well you can't because you need the wi-fi <laughs> ah,
1: yeah, true. well i don't know what the wi-fi is like <laughs> in qatar maybe maybe it's good surely
0: surely must be you know you kind of I guess in my mind I kind of liken Qatar to being a bit like the UAE you know it's kind of this other Arabian um, sort of a territory that has all this oil wealth kind of just in my mind sort of link link the two together Um, but obviously very different country but yeah I'd assume that they've uh, got some pretty good uh development in the way of um wi-fi connectivity and internet available availability but
1: well it's the only time they'll make the world cup is when they host it i guess yeah um, so get the, obviously the host nation gets the a spot straight in without qualifying mm. right
0: but i mean because um, this is also the last world cup with 32 teams we expand to 48 for the next one um
2: and i think they Asia gets like three more spots on memory. Um,
1: that's for the that's not for this one, for the next no, one, so for, right? for
0: the next one. But yeah, the reason I uh, mentioned that is I, I wonder whether it's possible that um they get four more places as it goes from four and a half, so half being the that qualifying playoff, um, to eight and a half, um, where they will have a. Qualifying playoff, uh, I don't know against potentially. Oh, so Oceania gets one and a half. I thought Oceania got one. So there's a chance we get Solomon Islands or Fiji or something playing off against Qatar for the the 2026 World Cup. There'd be uh, so
1: the So the the next tournament has 32 teams at the finals, or, no, it's 48. or more.
0: 48.
1: So, so it's a bigger bigger tournament.
0: Well, what they've done is they are reducing it to groups of three. Um, So there will be 16 groups of three, top two go through and then it's knockout the whole rest of the way. So it means that the team that wins the tournament doesn't play more games than a team would under the current format. There's essentially one less group game for everyone. um, But, you know, it's only the sort of bottom 16 teams that are getting knocked out in the group stage. So you'd expect that most teams getting knocked out earlier, kind of your lower-ranked nations, but it gives them a shot, I guess, to still make it through and it, it, it gives more opportunity to smaller nations to play against you know, high-quality opposition, which, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that works out because I'm kind of – I mean, it's great for New Zealand. New Zealand now gets a essentially a guaranteed spot in every World Cup going on as long as long as uh, we beat you know, Fiji, Tahiti, Solomon Islands, who are all – uh kind of you know compared to new zealand i like new zealand compared to brazil really um so it'd be great for new zealand football but it's perhaps a bit selfish of a a view but um yeah asia gets a a big bump um from four and a half to eight and a half and africa gets goes from five to nine and a half um which is is quite interesting too
1: um well new zealand they just play 10 at the back don't they
0: no, well, well, we—you obviously didn't watch the New Zealand Australia friendly because uh, New Zealand actually played some good football.
1: No, I mean the last World Cup, they, the last World Cup, they all nil draws.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, there was no, there was two one all draws in that World Cup. Sam. only only well, one I nil. I just nil.
1: remember them being just draws. I just remember like I was put a bet yeah. on New Zealand drawing. It
0: probably a draw. And we did we did a draw three. Yeah, we played some terrible football at that World Cup. It was awful hideous football but it was effective Um, kind of only undefeated nation in that World Cup but no, the the New Zealand team actually is playing, trying to play some better football now. Um, Anyway New Zealand didn't make the World Cup, we weren't good enough Um, got knocked out by Costa Rica but um, the uh, 2022 World Cup um, back on topic um, Sam, my um, assumption was that the Qatar World Cup would just be like stinking hot, like playing in a desert, but you've uh you've come to a different conclusion.
1: Yeah, so I thought that too. And I thought um if we're looking at picking up some so rare players that might do well in the World Cup, um I was thinking, you know, looking at those African nation players or players, you know, South America that could deal with the heat. Mm. Um and so I had a look into it, but obviously Qatar's one of the hottest countries in the world, um, no doubt. But, um, you know, it reaches highs of, you know, 48 degrees, <laughs> which, is, which is insane. Uh, and that was this year in, in June. Uh, it reached 48 degrees, which is yeah, ridiculous. Wow. That's obviously in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, um, you know, the World Cup's in November, December, and that's actually the winter. So in the winter, I was looking at the, the temperatures, and they're not that bad. Really, not. You're um, looking at an average of about 28 degrees Celsius, which is 82 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which isn't, it's hot, but it's not in the, you know, it's below 30. Mm. Um, and then in the evening games, which is where most of the knockout games will be played, um, which is sort of in December, you're still looking at an average of, you know, 24, 26 Celsius. So that isn't too bad. Um, So people thinking that it's going to be like really, really hot. I think that's probably a misconception. Um, So I don't actually think it will affect them too much. And obviously the new stadiums that they're building, um, they have like state of the art air cooling systems and stuff, um, which sucks, you know, air from outside the stadium and then just, you know, cools it down and pumps it into the stadium. Mm. So I don't know how much impact that will have on sort of reducing the temperature within, inside the stadium. It might reduce it by a few more degrees. Uh, it might be 26 outside, say, in the evening. It might be pumped into the stadium. You're looking at 20, I don't know, 24, 22, 24. True. So so I don't think it will be that bad. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that's the research that I did on it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah just looking at it now, it, it seems to be indication um where it can be sort of as low as 16 degrees during in the night celsius so it's at 61 degrees fahrenheit um which is very playable so yeah it, it will be interesting it would be interesting when the um the first game is played and usually you know when they do all the like imagery and whatever you know talks you know local time and and usually it has like temperature data as well i'd be quite interested to see what the um, temperature data is showing within the stadiums for those first few games?
1: Um, I can't wait for the first game. It's either going to be nil nil, the just pug the car just parked park the bus, <laughs> yeah, or it's going to be like five nil and they get absolutely spanked. You know, the milkman at the right back would have been a shocker. Or, you know.
0: <laughs> I don't think they're they're quite as unprofessional as having the milkman at the right back, but uh, yeah, I know it will. Yeah. I agree, it's probably going to be um, either a really boring game or they're going to get smacked. Um, But uh, we've both been having a bit of a look um, at this World Cup, have our own opinions, I'm sure, Sam, on who's going to make it other groups um, and make it uh, all the way to the final and perhaps win the tournament. But um, naturally, everyone's going to be you know, looking at your big nations for and a lot of the players from Syria, looking at your Brazil your Argentina your France you know possibly germany Spain um but we've both um, had a little look and picked out some uh world cup player differentials uh, we've uh, you've both got a top five you got a top five Sam
1: yes mate um I've got top five differentials um Obviously, people will be looking to build stacks, so five-man stacks yeah. of Brazil and Germany, what have you. And it's about whoever wins it. I mean, I don't think it'll be too much about XP, but it'll be about like who you picked as captain or like that one differential that you have. And so, looking into card supplies and availability and prices and that sort of stuff, and which one, which differentials could do well, um, I've come up with a top five list. Um, I think I own all of these so I'm not trying to pump full <laughs> disclaimers I buy everyone yeah. that I think is good so if I'm recommending it obviously probably have it Yeah. Um, so um, that is what it is but um, yeah I've got a pretty good list but do, do you want to go first have you got your list do you want to go first and then I'll maybe go after
0: sure I mean I think perhaps the way I've approached differentials I've maybe looked at uh, guys that are probably a bit cheaper um that's
1: a budget list that's not a differential list
0: yeah well i've got like a budget list too <laughs> i mean i've not got a
1: budget of... list and a differential list but differential list doesn't factor in price so much
0: yeah um yeah no i don't know that i i don't know that i really factor in price too much but maybe perhaps some of mine are like really differential um can be a deals. anyway we'll see it'll be interesting to see Wait, do you um, want to
1: do you want to go through your entire list or do you want to do number five and i'll do number five and then four and four
0: okay i haven't put them in order but i've got just like well I've actually i've got five and then i've got a sixth one as like a in case we did we both did one, one person the same um, how about
1: you do number five and then i'll do five and then we'll okay number
0: number five, number five oh, now i've got to figure out how i'm gonna I'm gonna rank them. Um, Forget
2: number six.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, but you haven't ra- ranked them. No, I haven't like ranked them all. I've just 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 uh, picked out five. All right, but I've I've no. got I've got a number five here. All right, so my my number five um, plays for Senegal. Um, nice. And because well we we can get into talking about the groups in a bit, but I I think Senegal's got the goods to get out of Group A. Um, I've gone with uh, Dia, um, who is a forward for, for Senegal, striker for Senegal, plays for um Salerno Tana in Italy at the moment. He was at Villarreal last year, um, has been in some pretty decent form for um Salerno Tana in recent weeks. Uh, and I think that alongside Mane, who's in fairly good form, uh, you've got Ismail Assar, who's obviously pretty good, and uh, Kripin Diata. Another um, forward there um, not only do I think that he is probably not one that many people are going to um, run in a team and you could pair him with mana if you've got someone premium like money but um, for 0.023 for the limited and 0.298 for the rear um, I think not only is he a differential but uh, represents pretty reasonable um, value so he's probably my number. number five in my list of of differentials
1: excellent pick and uh, i don't have that one great nice Um, do you think you'll play
0: i do think i'll play and i'll get to that because i think that there is actually a pretty differential budget team that one can put together which might be a tad controversial so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll leave the controversy to the end
1: Um, I'll I'll probably have to look into that, look into the last games and friendlies to see um, if he'll get that starting spot or whether he'll come off the bench.
0: Yeah, I think it's been at times sort of between him and um, Dieru, Famara Dieru, who's at um, I think it's Alanyaspor, but he's been out injured for a while. I I have his card. Um, He's he's very cheap. Um, Probably a budget pick as well, actually. Um, Wasn't on my list, Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, given he's played a little football, I think he'll be behind Dia in the in the pecking order. But they could go with like Man out front and having Diato on one side and Ismailisar on the other. They have played, uh, pretty much four forwards effectively in I think some of their friendlies, um, where they had Ismailisar playing like more in midfield. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see when they line up for the actual, um, you know friendlies just before the World Cup. That'll probably give a pretty good insight as to the starting lineup. But he he unless he gets injured, he's definitely gonna be in the squad. Um and I guess the other reason I like him is he's still going to have utility post World Cup. You know, he's not like playing in a in an unheard of league. Um is he top tier in Serie A? No. But you know he's someone that you know if he's a good World Cup, who knows could get a move to um to somewhere else. So he's my number and
1: five. Salitano is sort, of, sort of mid-table, so um, yeah, you'll be able to keep him afterwards and get some utility out of him.
0: Yeah, they were pretty terrible last season. They barely survived. Yeah, yeah,
1: that doesn't look like they're going to get relegated. Well, who knows? But um, they're sort of sitting safe at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah they're looking okay at the moment.
1: Because obviously you wouldn't want to buy him and then you know they get relegated. I don't know if Serie B is in Division 2 yet. It is. It is. So, okay, you- so that's fine. So you probably want him to get relegated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> great pick mate um so my number five is a, a mexican dude mm-hmm. he's a defender and his name is gerardo artega and this is the left back for ghent um he's under 23 legible um he's got a brilliant aa game um and he's he's capable of scoring hundreds that's why i like him um and Mexico have a pretty decent group. Um, maybe the most favourable fixture would probably be against Saudi Arabia. So you've got a Mexican defender who can score goals, score hundreds. Um, and that differential pick is also benefited by, there's only like 78 rare cards minted. So there's sort of a low, a lowish supply as well. Um, and I believe he's not too expensive. He might be a point at the moment ish 0.255 yeah. actually
2: yeah
1: okay yeah so here's an excellent pick and he's been in excellent form for Ghent as well so here's great utility and he's under 23 so um it ticks all the boxes for me I think he's going to be brilliant
0: yeah it's that's not a bad shout to be honest I'm intrigued that his price actually <laughs> his, his limited price has um been dropping a bit which I find interesting quite surprising
1: his scores have been excellent. He's got a great AA game. Um, I just see them, Mexico are going to be quite strong, I think, um, especially against Saudi Arabia and probably do quite well against Poland. Um, I agree. So, and there's a few there's a few stacks which he fits into as well. So, uh, we'll probably go into those a bit later.
2: Well, that's,
0: that transitions nicely for my number four pick. Which uh, is Irving Lozano, um, for uh, Napoli. Um, so he's you know Napoli obviously pretty uh, informed team at the moment. He's um, started to feature a bit more for them. And I think as he was, I think at the prior World Cup, um, he's going to be a key player for Mexico. Um, could be a great stack along with Artiaga. Um, and I think if he gets in a you know, good run of scoring form coming into the World Cup. That's going to be uh, big for Mexico, um, and you kind of alluded to to it as well, Sam. I, I agree. I think Mexico has get a good, really good shot of um, making it out of the group stage. They've got a real consistency of actually making the round of sixteen. I think something like all of the, the four or five last World Cups, they made the round of sixteen, but have often struggled to get past there. Uh, but they look like they'd probably come up against um, France or Croatia in the round of sixteen, which would be. Both would be tough games, but but possible. Uh, but anyway, he's only 0.0446 for his limited and his rear is 0.285, which is pretty uh, pretty close in price to, to Arteaga.
1: Lovely pick, mate. That fits well into the stack. There's a couple more Mexicans um, <laughs> but, um, are on my list. Um, that fits in nicely with my number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this isn't a Mexican, uh, this isn't so rare Mexico podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, my, my number four is actually his teammate, uh, Edison, Edson, sorry, Alvarez. And uh, he's the Ajax midfielder, defensive midfielder. Um, and the reason I think he's a differential is because he has like a defender card and a midfield card. Right. Um but there's only eighty-five defender cards that are printed uh, minted in rare. Um and his defender cards uh, score more than his midfielder cards. Um if you look at Solar Data and the Switch, you'll see uh, tremendously more for the defender. Um he has a fantastic AA game. Um and he seems to be getting a bit more forward this year, getting a few more assists, a couple of goals. So um I think for his country, to step up his game, and yeah, against the Saudi Arabia, which is a, I think in game week three two seven, that could be a real good one for the Mexican stack. Um, so yeah, so you depending on which stack you have, you could pick up the defender or midfielder, um, or you could pair him with Ortega at the back, um, and that sort of Mexican de, uh, defensive stack. The only problem you'll have with that is their goalkeeper. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't buy him. It's like one card or something. Um uh that Ochoa guy. Um so there's just not any yes. minted for him. So see so yes, you won't be able to get the goalkeeper, but you can get a couple of defenders.
0: Yeah, I think well there is one uh rare Ochoa card up for oh, maybe not. Showing that there was on uh on Sarodata, but I don't think there actually is. Yeah, it's a good so eye.
1: whoever has that is the ultimate defense show, sure, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well I wonder whether Soria might launch some World Cup teams for uh, just in advance of the tournament. you know they've done it with was I mean, France :
1: surely've they've, surely they've got to put in yeah the France, Germany, and maybe even England um, mm. surely
0: So that would potentially yeah, yeah
2: available:
1: Maybe a nice guitar stack get that going.
2: It's, that's the, the old
1: uh, differential well it's good for the under 40s or something wouldn't it
0: <laughs> quite possibly i mean they might well, have no under
1: 25 <laughs> well,
0: well... <laughs> well, they'll probably have no history they don't have no scoring history so they'll start off as a zero so um you know they'll be they'll be easy to use right from the get-go and we'd uh... definitely
1: pick up the milkman wouldn't you because he he always delivers <laughs>
0: Uh, everyone groans as they're listening (laughs) I think I particularly like what I like about um, Alvarez he's he had um, like an amazing run of form to start the season and to end last season and then kind of just tailed off of it in recent weeks you know they had um, a couple of you know mediocre performances in the league and you know a couple of big losses to Napoli and you know, often it doesn't take much in Syria for people to just kind of sell a player and move on but um he's got that scoring potential and right now he's at you know really like a one month low maybe three months low price yeah he's around
1: Um i think that one of the reasons for his form could be because he wanted he put in that transfer request and missed training didn't he so oh, i didn't actually follow that saw, yeah he saw his teammate go i think it was martinez to make. oh like
0: yes yep
1: and I think Anthony went or something. And then he, he's like, oh, all I need to do is skip training and put in a transfer request and maybe, you know, get the move. So I think he did that and the club didn't want to sell him. So he spat the dummy. Uh, and then he got benched, I think. And then he come on, got substitute at halftime. So, like, I think his mindset wasn't correct. He was just messing around. But for his country, he'll be switched on. Mm. And I think could be a bit of a bargain there and a bit of differential especially if you can get a defender card because i'm putting him as captain against saudi arabia looks pretty good
0: yeah it does look like an attractive option who's
1: your number three
0: joel well i can't transition on with another mexican player you're kidding me (laughs) no i said i can't (laughs) oh okay i can't i can't um no we uh we're making a um Pretty significant geographic switch in terms of uh, continent, and number three is uh, Jochen Merler from Denmark, or Mailer, the, uh, the 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 real mailman Sam, the Mailer man. He um, has been but mismanaged at Atlanta, um, but. Has you know, he really turns up for big tournaments. He was great at the Euros. Um, Denmark made it through, although it wasn't the semis, um, and he was a big part of that. Um, with you know, now Christian Eriksen's sorted. He's he's half um, he's half robot, half human. Still a great player. Um, you know, I think that um, Denmark looked like a really good um, shout to actually go potentially quite far in this tournament. And looking at the, the draw, um, I mean, I don't think realistically Australia and Tunisia are going to put up a huge fight in their group. And I could even see them beating France, to be honest. France has been very inconsistent in the lead up to the World Cup. Um, you know, Denmark, they play, if, if they win their group, um, then I believe that puts them against uh, potentially Mexico. I'm not mistaken in the um in the second round which I think is a um a match that they could actually uh come out on top in um given Mexico's history but um he's pretty reasonably priced 0. 0.0269 for his limited 0. 0.165 for the rear um I think you know if they can if they can top their group and then they've got potentially run against Mexico and then possibly England in the quarterfinals. And I could see them beating this England team and making it all the way to the semis. So um, I think they are likely to dodge um, Brazil and as long as they win their group, I think they're likely to dodge Argentina. So um, I like Denmark and I think that Miller represents a uh, pretty big differential but one that could score well against Australia, and Tunisia, and the group.
1: Yeah, that that Mailer's a fantastic player. I mean, I first saw him at the Euros a couple years ago, mm. um, and I think he scored a goal. And it was he was fantastic. just I think he, he plays on the left left wing, didn't he? Left back. Yep. Just um, yeah, and I thought he was brilliant. So um, his, I've, I've I've already got his card. I think for game week three two five, um, they play Tunisia. And I think that's a fantastic, that's the matchup of of one of the matchups of the round. And I think um, he'll he'll do fantastic in that game. Um, And that actually fits in nicely with my number three. (laughs) uh, Also from Denmark, um, a man you just mentioned, Christian Eriksen. Okay. And the reason I think he's a differential is because his cards are quite rare. There's only 67 minted rares. Mm -hmm. Um, there won't be any more minted for a while he's obviously at Manchester United now Um, he's not available in limited Um, Ericsson's only available in rare Um, midfielders are few and far between like decent midfielders for this World Cup Um, there isn't that many decent ones especially ones that are on penalties and and, uh, set pieces Mm. so Eriksen ticks all those boxes and I think Denmark are quite solid at the back so mm. there's going to be neg any negative twos for goals and stuff. Um and yeah, the I was worried about Eriksen because what happened in the Euros. Um obviously with his heart condition, so there is a risk there, but um after checking how hot it's going to be over there, and it's probably not going to be too bad. Um I think He'll be all right. Um, his game time might be managed a bit. Um, but with, you know, two out of the three fixtures, you know, Tunisia and Australia, um, I mean, just slot him straight in. Yeah. Could be a good pick alongside Mailer.
2: Could be. It's almost like we planned it, but,
0: uh, but we done not here you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's keep it going. Uh number two. And uh, I'm actually because I'm because I'm actually deciding <laughs> my order as I'm going through it. I'm uh I'm trying to decide who I'm gonna pick as, as number one. But I think as my number two, I am going to take well, maybe he's maybe he's not a huge differential, but um Hoffman, Jonas Hoffman of Germany. Yeah, um, he's a uh, favoured player in the German team. Yes, they'll be tested by Spain in the group stage, but again, they've got what should be two other games in the in the group, so they should dominate. Um, Japan are a reasonable side, but I've watched a fair bit of Japan this year and a fair bit of you know Japanese players in the J League who also are in the the World Cup team, and I can't see them, um, you know qualifying for the round of 16 at the expense of Germany. Um, in Costa Rica, they look even worse. They were terrible against New Zealand and were frankly somewhat fortunate to to beat us. I thought we had goal disallowed, which um, would have taken the game to um, to extra time. But they look very average. Um, and in the qualifying, they relied a lot on home advantage in Costa Rica. I um, actually watched their, their qualifying a bit. So... I think that's, that represents two great games there uh, for Germany um, to take advantage um of somewhat weak opposition. Um I'm not sure, I don't believe he's on penalties, but he's someone that has um a pretty reasonable, not not totally spectacular AA game. Um but you know, in that Germany side, they could very easily just turn up and and smack a team. You know, they put five past Italy and um the Nations League they could very easily just turn up and, and have a game where they just pour in a flood of goals and he is um, on a few occasions for um, Munchen Gladbach, you know gotten a couple of decisives or even three decisives in a, in a single game. so um, perhaps maybe a bit more of a all or nothing pick, but um, someone that I think has the has the goods to to deliver the goods. He's at um, 0.056 for his limited, for the rear. As far as um, Germany's potential path through the tournament goes, they um, play against someone out of Group F, provided they make it through, um, which is one of um, Croatia, Belgium, Canada, Morocco. Um, We might get to it, but scandalously, I think Belgium's not going to make it out of their group. And I think that... um, Germany, might end up playing Croatia uh, in the round of sixteen, um, which would be certainly a tough game. But I just, I think they're a they're a team that, you know, form pre World Cup can totally go out of the window if they just if they turn up for the World Cup, then um, they can do particularly well. They've got a culture of winning um, World Cups, culture of going deep in World Cups. And um, I think that as a team, they've got that, um, there's potential, that they've got the chemistry there to, to really just excel. So, so Hoffman is my number two differential pick.
1: Another great pick. Um, I guess the question is, will he, will he play, will he start? Um, maybe in the game against Costa Rica, three 2-7, two, two um, that could be one, if you sort of look at, if they're already qualified he might get a game there and they could batter Costa Rica so that could be that could be a good differential for that game week
0: yeah although he has started five of their of Germany's last six games um, well,
1: I think it's a great differential but if you put him in and he doesn't play it's like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. line up dead so yeah um, yeah worth the gamble maybe uh, half an E for the rare is a bit pricey as well, um,
0: well it just differential it's not a bargain Sam
1: I think for limited, yeah, that's a good point. I think for limited cards, probably a good shout for one of the limited lineups. Um, cool. Okay, so my number two is a Frenchman. And he plays up front, well, just behind the front two. And his name is Antoine Griezmann.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he plays just behind Mbappe and Benzema. Um, for some reason, this guy. Sometimes you get players that overperform for their country and then their club, they're just rubbish. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of one of those. <laughs> um, so because of his recent form, his recent club form has been a bit shocking. Um, some people might overlook him. Um, but he's, he is starting for France and he's starting just behind, you know, two of the best forwards, Mbappe and Benzema. And um, he seems to come up with those goals in the in the World Cup games. So I think he could be a good differential. Um, if other people are running, you know, Mbappe's, you could run him instead. And if he, mm-hmm. he manages to pop up with a couple of goals instead of Mbappe, then you've got a good differential there.
2: Totally. Yeah, no, he... Uh, it's, it's actually not the first time I've heard
0: um, Griezmann mentioned is potentially a, a good differential pick. And I think you could well be right. Um, especially given the... You know, the games that they have in the group of um, mm. Australia and was it Tunisia? Um, where, uh, yeah, they, you know, they could turn up and and bang, you know, four or five in quite easily. Especially as this uh, Australia team has not looked particularly impressive in uh, the friendlies that I've watched them play. I thought was very... They've
1: terrible. Amb- um, terrible. I mean, Tunisia, I mean, I'm not really sure, they might get might be three or four
0: nil. Yeah, I feel like every World Cup, they are a bit of a team that everyone expects to get absolutely smashed, and they somehow sort of scrape out nils and one one alls. I'm sure that they were in the group with Spain and was it Portugal the last World Cup, I think. And I seem to recall them taking points off um, one of those teams. Um,
2: both.
1: Well, France played them in the last game. So if France are already qualified, there might be some rotation against Tunisia. So mm. um, that's something to bear in mind. And then Australia usually works so hard. The players absolutely just run themselves into the ground, like trying to grind out draws. Mm. <laughs> um, but by the third game, they usually just shot. So that third game is against Denmark. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually think Denmark could win that easily, like 2 3 nil.
0: Yeah. I've just looked back through the, the, the last World Cup. I was mixing up uh, Tunisia with, might have been Iran or Morocco. Um,
1: how dare you. <laughs> yeah, how,
0: how dare I. Um, but Tunisia, um, they lost 2-1 to England, where Kane scored a last-minute winner. Um, oh, yeah. But then they got smacked five two by Belgium, um, mm. and they beat Panama in the final game two one. So yeah, I mean, tough to know. Um, team like England, you would expect to to beat them, you know, beat them comfortably. Um, uh, I hope do. your
1: number one is not the same as mine.
0: <laughs> well, I'm um, be surprised if it is. It's a pretty odd number one. Um, it's actually a goalkeeper.
2: Okay, it's with,
0: not, not, not your one um, and it's because i expect that netherlands could make it really far in the tournament so i've gone with pespira yeah,
1: yeah i agree
0: i've gone with pespira from from ajax um he's been in because ajax you know they've been um got battered twice by napoli they um have had a couple of sort of average league games. They conceded two against, um, near the bottom of the table, but scored four and, uh, had made a couple of errors. Um, so because of these things, his price has actually come back a wee bit. Um, uh, 0.107 for the limited 0.955 for the rear is obviously, um, close to being a fossil at this stage at 38 years old, but, (laughs) um, Netherlands never shied away from using old keepers. Um, I think uh, Vandersaar played for them until he was quite old. And uh, they have been pretty solid defensively um, through recent friendlies and um, qualifiers, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, whether it's because he turns up and plays great or just because he's got a solid defense in front of him, um, I think that there's good chance for them of a number of clean sheets. They're in the group with uh, obviously Qatar which I'd be surprised if Qatar managed to get a goal against them. They play against Ecuador, who were hardly um, big goal scorers in the uh, qualifying. Um, and uh, even just in recent friendlies, they've not been particularly big goal scorers. They tend to be, I think at most World Cups, quite sort of defence-reliant. Uh, and then you've got um, Senegal, who are also not big goal scorers. I can't remember the last time that they absolutely... You know, beat a, a team comfortably with multiple goals scored. But I could see them um, keeping an easy two clean sheets, maybe even three in the in the group stage. Uh, and I think that they've got the goods to, um, to go pretty deep in the tournament. They will play um, a team out of Group B in the round of 16, which looks like, in my opinion, the weakest group um, of the tournament, England, Iran, USA, Wales maybe that's controversial. Um, I think just the form England's in, USA don't know their best team, Wales are, you know, pretty much reliant on Gareth Bale to turn up. Um, he's not getting younger or better. And uh, Iran, who, who knows what we might get, but I, I could see group B, very, B, group B being a very tight group, and I think that Netherlands beat whoever they play out of that group. So, um, yeah, pass via, is uh is my uh, my number one differential
1: yeah pass fear is a great differential for a goalkeeper um i think he is there on merit he's been he's a fantastic goalkeeper he's so short at the back and he's a great shot stopper
0: yeah I, mean, I thought he was pretty good against Liverpool. he
1: has that calming he's been that like that for all season he has that calming influence and that's why he's just gone straight in the team because the, the coach can like rely on him mm. um i don't I'm, I actually do think he will get the spot, but there's obviously a couple of others that. So, seems to have lost his confidence. Well, at least the coach lost his confidence. Um, and then there's that Silison. Yeah. Um yeah. I actually don't think he's a great keeper at all. I he's, think he's not that great. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think he will start. Um, funny enough, I just uh, sold his uh, Passphere Super Rare, <laughs> <laughs> um, I sold it to uh, Simply Alex.
0: Oh, uh, OK. Um, so he always, simply Alex obviously agrees with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, he really, he really wanted him because it fitted into his new super rare sort of team. So, um, yeah, sort of gave him a deal on that and um, just above the rare price. And um, he hasn't done too well since, but I think he, he'll come good for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, just to touch on that, the opening game week, um, just before I get into my number one, The opening game week is actually short on goalkeepers. This is game week three, two, four. Right. So there'll be a lot of hype for this game week because the opening one for the World Cup. It probably won't be the one that they do the prizes for, whatever they're doing, because there's Mm -hmm. only five games. um, And there's just no goalkeepers. So you've got um, Holland. So you've got potentially Passphere. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got um, USA against Wales. So you've got potentially Matt Turner. Matt Turner, yeah. That's it. Right. There is no other keeper. The, uh, as far as I can see, there's no other keepers. So it's like, okay, no one's got a goalkeepers for, the, for that game week. So, I mean, I almost swept the floor on the Matt Turners because I could see it a few weeks ago. I only picked one up and I think his price has gone up a lot since. Uh, but people, you know, good shouts to pick up a limited, I guess, of a Matt Turner to against home against Wales if you want full, uh, to stack for the World Cup. And then there's obviously the La Liga Smart Bank keepers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So if it's a World Cup-only comp, there's only two keepers. But if the, if the league is in, then there's a few more, you know, for the threshold teams, isn't it?
0: That- well, I have, uh, I have some, some news for you, Sam, because I think there's actually a third.
1: Oh, okay, which team is that? Iran. Oh, really?
0: Which is the which is the, uh, the the controversial thing I was talking about earlier? Because I am seriously considering running as a bit of fun an Iran stack
1: against England. No thanks.
0: <laughs> well, not necessarily for that for that just for that game alone, but for the for the group stage because I can actually see Iran making it out of this group.
1: But for that okay. game week. I mean you don't want to put you don't want to put an Irani goalkeeper in against England, don't That's just yeah. Let's see it.
0: Yeah, but if you're if you're able to buy a full limited stack for about 0.08, which you can,
1: mm.
0: then, and that's, that's gonna be full of, you know, starters, then you know, mm-hmm. if if they do on the five percent chance they do well against England, no one else is gonna be running an Iran stack. <laughs> and then because you know, everyone else is just will just laugh it off. Um, but you never know. They could pull out a nil draw. Um,
1: but you know, I don't think you're going to win podiums because you've got Argentina playing Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so,
0: in the same game week.
1: Yeah, so I don't think, you know, you've you got your Messis and your Di Maria's and that. So I, no, because yeah, so
0: that's, um, that's game week 2-6-4. Uh, how did I get two six four? Three two three, four, four.
1: Yeah, it's Argentina playing Saudi Arabia. And
0: 324, are you sure? I don't think yeah. they are. Are you
1: sure? Yeah, I,
0: don't I think that's 325.
1: Yeah, no, they, they are. No, 324. According to two different sources, it's
0: 324. Okay. I'm unless looking
1: it it cha- on the. Changed, unless they changed, changed
0: it. I'm looking on the Game Centre on Syria, but maybe it's
2: a bit broken.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe these. Um, these charts are wrong, then I got off uh, Twitter. And if you're looking on Data, that's probably more correct. I'll have to look into that. Okay. Um, well, I'll just finish off my number one pick. Because um, I think this, this guy is the ultimate differential for the whole tournament. I really think he's an excellent player. Um, he plays for Brazil uh, as a forward. There's currently, I think, only two or three minted rares. So extremely rare.
0: Can I have a guess at who it is? Go on. I think it's Rafinha.
1: It is Rafinha, the main man from Leeds, uh, now at Barcelona. Uh, so there's only 20, well, there was only 21 limiteds. There's probably a few more now. Uh, two or three rares. I'm the proud, proud owner of one. Um, I don't believe there's any super rares yet. There could be. Let's have a look. for sure. But um, he's on fire. I mean, the last game for Brazil, we scored two goals. Um, he's not playing every game for Barcelona because they've got just too many forwards. But for Brazil, it was pretty much locked up that right-wing spot with Neymar and Vinny Jr. But um, he's a fantastic player. And is he, only 25 years old and he's, like, mm. super fit. So he's just so, so fit, that guy. He's probably one of the fittest players. Um, so he'll, he'll be able to, like maintain I think form throughout the tournament yeah. um he's capable of easily capable of scoring hundreds the guy's a freak um and with a group of um Serbia Switzerland and Cameroon I mean that's a pretty easy group for Brazil um and if you can't afford Neymar um I think this guy could match him
0: yeah totally possible I mean, it's just ultimately going to depend on the day who's Who's the one that's getting the assist in the goal for Brazil? And it could be that Neymar ends up being the, the the hockey assist, the pass before the assist
2: in those games. Yeah, it
1: comes down to the penalties as well. It depends how many penalties yeah. they get because obviously Neymar takes mm. those. If they get a couple of penalties, yeah, the French was not going to do well. But mm. in the game mm. which they win 2 0, Neymar doesn't get anything and maybe Ruffini comes up with a couple of goals. I could see that.
0: Yeah. It's certainly possible. I mean, there might even be a game where they decide to to rest Neymar, um, you know, or bring him off early. With the um, you know the later stages in mind, so they go. Cameroon is their final game of the group stage, and if they beat Serbia and Switzerland by then, you know, one would expect that it's probably Serbia and Switzerland that are um, competing for that second spot. Then uh, it could just be that. Yeah, it comes down to the final game, and they they can kind of just cruise a bit, maybe.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Mind. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rafinha was uh, golden boot. I really do. I think He's awesome, uh, uh, and he's just got the fitness to, to to last the whole tournament. If you look at someone like Harry Kane, I don't. I just don't think he's got the fitness to, to last. Yeah. Um, you might get a few goals, but uh, uh, yeah, can he get five, six, seven goals? Probably not. But Rafinha can easily; he, he could score a hat trick in one of the games. He's really good. And uh, and being differentials, there's only like a, um, a limited amount of cards. Yes, you know, Talking handfuls uh, compared to all the others. So that's what makes it a differential. There won't be as many.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, expect to be so, a few more by the time the tournament comes around because there's going to be auctioning sort of one of them off every day of the limiteds, and then yeah, uh, well, they stopped with the uh the res, I think is four four years out there now
1: Yep, that's it that's the list
0: nice well it'll be very be really interesting to uh you know when the tournament's been played come back and and reflect uh on the uh on how, those, how those guys have gone i'm sure some will uh crash and burn but perhaps uh in there is the going to be the actual best differential of the of the tournament i was just looking while you're speaking um to find about the, the Argentina-Saudi game. I think you're correct that it is part of the prior game week just... Because I know um, it's going to depend on time zone changes because it's an 11 o'clock Tuesday. Oh, sorry, eleven. speaking from a New Zealand perspective, 11 p.m. here, that's currently the deadline. Um, but I believe that daylight savings for Central European time is 3 a.m. on the last Sunday of October. And I'm pretty sure that Surrey schedules are done based on CET, based on time zone changes of CET. Um, so I think I could be wrong, but I think the game kicks off an hour before the end of the game week. So it'll be part of year two, uh three twenty-four.
1: Yeah, well, that that's going to be a crucial bit of information because um, mm. that's a tasty fixture and uh, with a limited amount of games, I think if you've got a Messi there or Di Maria, it could kick off. Yeah. Uh, or even a Notamendi in defence, you've got to see an 80 or 90 from here the way he's playing.
2: Quite possibly.
0: But me, I'm going to be <laughs> rooting for Iran. <Aram. laughs> <laughs> hey, good so, luck. So what, what people... I think haven't realized is um and i see it because of the pricing is well it's not clear it's not certain actually that their that their starting goalkeeper will be the one i have in mind but he plays for Pomferradina in um la liga 2 amir abidzade um it's 29 i'm actually as we're recording bidding on one of his auctions <laughs> <laughs> which is why you'll hear this podcast after that, that auction is finished.
1: <laughs> Save your money, mate. Save your money. Well,
0: no, because yeah. he, he's the starter for for this team in La Liga 2, for Pompadoura Dino, and there's not many of them around. Um, so, yeah, he was 100% going to be a, a differential. And look, even if he doesn't, um, you know, end up um, being the main starter for the team, he's still going to have use in La Liga 2 when it comes back, um, you know, when he's back after the World Cup. Um, so you know, I'm I'm not really that that worried about you know it being potentially an, an incorrect um, pick because Iran's just recently hired um, Quiros, the Portuguese guy, as the manager. Um, he came in in last month.
2: Oh yeah. Mm.
0: So it's it's not clear yet who he's favoring, but Abizadeh just had a a really good game, got a 32 all round score. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as as keeper and keep a clean sheet of the game before that. Um, for Pontefractina, and he, he's the he's the starter for that team. Um, I think the reason his price had dropped a bit, is people saw, he missed a couple of games, but actually that was because he was away with the national team. Um, not not dropped due to form. Um, so I'm actually uh, potentially going to pick up a couple of Iranian players, and some of these guys form some of my budget buys. Sam, um, the thought perhaps I'll just um we'll, we'll quickly go through some of our budget picks shall we for, yeah just uh, consciously
1: just conscious yeah, I yeah. maybe just just rat- I've only got three players but if you want to rattle off your list first and then I'll, I'll go quickly go through mine
0: Alrighty. well I'll start with the two Iranians on my list um <laughs> uh, so Majid Hosseini plays for Kayserispor in Turkey uh for his limited, 0.105 for his rear. I think Iran, I have a theory that Iran actually get through this group. Last World Cup, they had Spain and Portugal in their group and they barely finished third. They scored four points with Portugal and Spain scoring six and five. I think that England is in a bit of turmoil with that terrible result against Hungary. I don't think they really know who their, their best team is. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on that opening game. I can see it being a draw. I remember the 2010 South Africa World Cup, they played, uh, maybe that was Tunisia. It was some um, North African team, I'm sure, and they drew that game one all and were really disappointing. That was with the Rob Green howler, if you remember that one. Um, And so in USA, they, I'm not convinced. I don't think they know their best team. Wales, you know, not convinced either. And, and Iran beat um, Uruguay in a friendly just recently, 1-0. And that's nothing to to sneeze at. Um,
1: They've got a good forward. that Taremi's a great...
0: Well, exactly. Taremi is in lightning form for Porto. Um, I think so, for the
1: first game, if you put a bet on Taremi scoring and a one-all draw with England, I think that's a great show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So there's there's some unexpected
1: betting advice. <laughs> oh no, no, not financial advice.
0: <laughs> yeah, not, not financial advice. But yeah, that, that could be a bit of a fun one. But um, yeah, anyway, along alongside Husseini, um Ali Golizada, who plays for Sporting Chalera in Belgium. He's a very similar price for his limited to Husseini. Zaria's point oh six nine nine, pretty cheap. Um he's not a particularly great AA AA scorer, but um, you know he is a key player for Iran, and look, you know, gets a decisive, then it's a decisive. Um, and I think is it just a cheap player to include in a bit of a stack. Um, to to cover off a couple of other teams quickly, I um, think South Korea, Kim Seung Gu, goalkeeper there, cheapest I think goalkeeper that will be at the World Cup. 0. .035 for a limited .0 Uh, Sorry, 0.31 for a rare um, competitive group, South Korea. They've got uh, Uruguay, they've got Ghana, and they've got Portugal. But the fact that it is quite an even group could give them a shot. Um, Napoli's Kim Min-Jae at centre-back, he's in great form. Uh, I think that gives them a a chance. And if the Saudi league does get covered, the team he plays for in the Saudi league, Al-Shabaab, the top of the league with only two goals conceded in the opening seven games. So... um, if that league does get covered, you know his price is gonna gonna skyrocket. Um, is there
1: does that league have? Is there a reason why that league isn't covered? Is it opter covered coverage? It is opt
0: covered, which is an interesting. So thing. what's going on then? I don't know. because anyway, I, assume... I have
1: a I have a super rare, so it's just sitting there dead. Oh, oh there
0: it. you go. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would I would have thought there's coming. I mean, it would it would improve the um, Asia region significantly. They they play in the Asia Champions League, which is covered, and their games in the Asia Champions League are covered. Well, teams from I don't know if Al shabaab is, but teams from Saudi Arabia.
1: Maybe we should um, just quickly search if there's a a Saudi uh, lover manager name, something like. like (laughs) 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 Could be an account out there picking up the Saudi cards. Maybe that's a could be a clue.
0: I've just I've just searched Saudi and there is literally.
1: I oh, there isn't one. No, there's
0: a there's we've got Prince of Saudi, we've got Saudi Mag, Saudino, and Robles Audio, which just happens Saldino. to.
1: Saudino. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, yeah. Prince of Saudi, with a, a whopping total of one limited card. Um, I
1: think, seriously though, I think keep your eye on that. If you do see an yeah. account picking up heaps... <laughs> I mean,
0: there's always some sort of leak, isn't there? Totally. Um but then uh another cheap defensive option uh, for Senegal, you could use alongside the likes of Boulardia Idea is um Youssef Sabali, plays for El Betis. Yep. Um fullback there, um point oh oh three nine for limited, point oh five three eight for the rear. He's had some injury struggles, but actually has quite good AA. Um, and he's played twice for Betis away to Real Madrid um, and scored relatively well in both of them. He played the full 120 against Egypt in their second World Cup qualifier match. Um, so I think as long as he's fit, I, he looks like he will probably start for, for Senegal and is really dirt cheap. So there you go. There's there's Milas. I had a couple others, but we'll, we'll have saved them.
1: They're, they're they're almost like budget differentials, aren't they? There's a lot of um, yeah. interesting picks there, mate. Um,
0: well, usually the differentials are, are cheaper.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that we, on our lists, we have, we don't have two the same, which is wow. super interesting.
2: So who are your, your uh, few that you had?
1: So I only, I've only got three on the budget players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've sort of picked them, uh, for matchups. Yep. Um, cause that's why I look at putting in these budget players and, in uh, differentials into like specific game weeks, specific games. Um, rather than just picking them up for the you know the entire tournament which is some of the players but so at number three, um Ecuador's first game is against Qatar. So that game could go nuts or it could be nil nil, right? So, yep. to, so there's a under twenty three midfielder for Ecuador called Jose Cifuentes. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I've pronounced that right. Um, he plays in the MLS I think. And what the reason I like him is he's he's yeah, the first game is against Qatar. He's he's capable of scoring hundreds. Um and in the last friendly, he played in the number ten role. So that's quite a nice position. I mean he's not a nailed starter for his country, but um his limited's only like thirty dollars. So mm-hmm. I think is a nice little budget pick against a great matchup in the first game, under twenty three. He's can score hundreds, I think, ticks all the boxes for a budget player. Um, number two is a guy who just in this recent game week just scored 100. Um, he plays uh, for Uruguay, midfielder for Uruguay called Nicolas De La Cruz. Um, he, he's, uh, I think, quite a pop, popular player. Mm. Um, in late, he's been in such great form lately. Uh, he's pretty much nailed on for Uruguay. Great AA game. He can, obviously can score a goal with the hundreds he's scored. Um, and his first game is against Korea. Um, yeah, I could see him getting a, a goal and maybe a 2-1 win against Korea or 1-0 win. Um, not, and his limited only like $26. That might have gone up a little bit because he's just scored like a 90 and a 100. Yeah, it's about.
0: I think it's about um, 38
1: now. Okay, so it's not, it's not gone up too much. But yeah, he's a great pick uh, for quite a cheap midfielder. And the number one pick for the budget players is an Ecuadorian defender. Uh, again, first game against Qatar, that's targeted. Uh, he's just come back from injury, so his price is like extremely cheap. His name is um, Felix Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. Um, and surprisingly, they've like, kept four clean sheets in the last four games, Ecuador. Um, surprisingly have a great defense, which mm. makes it even harder for Qatar, right? Um as a defender card. Um I think he has he has some rare cards that are midfielder and defender. Um so the midfielder cards could fill in some gaps, but the the scoring is tremendously in favor of the defender card. So if you look to just yeah, double well, check before you double check before you buy, because you probably want the defenders gonna score.
0: Yeah, he's scoring way better as a defender.
1: Um, and he's limited, uh, last time I checked, was $14. So, I mean, that's as budget as you're going to get uh, from a really favourable fixture. Um, he, 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 the thing is with him is you're probably not, not looking for hundreds. Mm. But against Qatar, first game defender, is pretty much nailed. Uh, he gets a great AA. You're looking at about 60, 70. Mm. Um, so it's just a solid budget pick.
0: Yeah, he scored a goal against uh, Brazil in qualifying for a for a nice seventy-five. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah but he's just a solid player, great player. Mm. Um, so yeah, then the three sort of budget picks.
0: Nice. Well, I'll be uh, really interested to uh, to track how those guys go. Uh, I've got to say, my my guys are definitely more budget, but whether they will be better. <laughs> as uh, as anyone's guess um
1: that's cool i've got one more here. oh yeah um that and that ena valencia he also oh, yes. plays for um ecuador against qatar whether he gets the nod up front i mean i think he just scored a hat trick recently for
0: yeah he's been in good form for finobato yeah
1: uh whether he, he might get the nod up front so if they do batter qatar he, he could he could he could do well uh but if he's starts
0: on the bench, you kind of get screwed, I guess. He's the sort of guy that um, can often sort of unload on teams. Um, you know, multiple decisives. He's um, a yeah, hat-trick against Vati Karagunruk in the Turkish League last weekend. Goal and assist um, against Alanyaspor in game six 306. 2-in uh, game three in two nine eight, three 298, 3-in 296, 2-in 294, 2-in two 272. Yeah, he's definitely got the, the capability to, to score a couple in one game, but as you say, with much all or
1: nothing with him. Uh, but his limited price is only $50. So, I mean, he's a little bit more expensive than the other options, but um, he is a forward, mm. um, could be worth a shout.
2: Yeah,
0: nice one. Oh man, I'm really looking forward to this World Cup. Um, we had kind of hoped to. Uh, go through a bit of group analysis on the thoughts on the different groups. We've kind of touched on it at times, but we'll have to save that for um, a part two, Sam. Um, Perhaps when we know what uh, some of the initial squads are for the World Cup, talk through any controversies on any players who missed out on the initial squads. But um, yeah, it's going to be a a fascinating tournament. Um, Before we go, um, have you got... Uh, any just like shout on who you, which which uh, country you think is just going to surprise people at this tournament?
1: Well, it's not going to be yours. I know who yours.
0: You think I'm going to say Iran? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's definitely not going to be Iran. Um, who do I think will surprise? Um, I had a look at this. I mean, I've looked at it in depth, and we'll go through that in the next episode mm-hmm. uh, through the groups. I think uh, Uruguay.
2: Mm.
1: I think Uruguay will surprise because nobody really talks about them. Mm. Um, And then um, I think if they can get a draw against Portugal, they might win the group. Um, And they have a really good team. And they they have a great Mm defence. Yeah, like I think whether they have the depth or not to win the tournament, I don't think so. But I think they... Uruguay will surprise. Um, there's a couple of others. Um, obviously, Denmark. I don't think that's a surprise.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and um, obviously, the Netherlands, but that's not a surprise. So yeah, so I think the surprise one is probably Uruguay.
0: Nice. Well, I'm going to back Iran for nothing other than the fact yeah. that, they, <laughs> that they beat Uruguay in a friendly only a, a few weeks ago.
2: Oh, here we go. 1-0.
0: Uh, Uruguay could not get past the Iranian defence. Um, oh wow! In, uh where were they? I think it was in. Where did they even play? It's in Germany, I think. So hardly a home game for uh, for for Iran. So. Um,
1: well, I don't think they meet. They don't meet in the sixteen. They might meet no. in the final. Then I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine that bet on that it'd <laughs> be some pretty pretty good payday if you bet on Iran
1: run versus Uruguay
0: for the World Cup <laughs> final uh, yeah I don't think we're going to see that No. Nah. anyway it's been awesome Sam uh, I'm looking forward already to actually going through the second part um, that is us for um, episode 27 of So Rare for home see you later guys the latest